Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a bonus episode from Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. We are the team behind Long Story Short. If you are new to us, Long Story Short is a website. You can find us at We have regular episodes of our podcast every Tuesday. And Girls Gone Hallmark was born out of a project we did in November and December 2020, where Wendy, who had never seen a single Hallmark movie, decided she wanted to not only watch them, but <laughs> review them. <laughs> And we had so much fun that we are continuing that. So now we are in January and the January movie grouping is New Year, New Movies, which is the stupidest name for a collection of movies I've ever <gasps> heard. I'll be honest. We're going to have to talk about that. Last year was Winterfest. Much better name. <sighs> but we have five movies that we'll be discussing this month. And our first up is Taking a Shot at Love. I'm so excited to be back with this series in January and to be continuing it throughout the year. Me too. I'm very excited. Oh, good. <laughs> Who am I? I truly don't know. <laughs> if you want to find us outside the podcast, like we said, you can find us at MeganandWendy.com, but you can also join our Facebook group. We are Long Story Shorties on Facebook or join us on Instagram where we are Megan and Wendy LSS. And we're on Twitter where we're at Megan and Wendy and you can discuss the movies with us there too yeah totally and don't forget we love your emails so if you are a regular listener or if you're a girls gone hallmark new listener please send us your emails at megan and wendy at gmail.com we would love to hear your thoughts on these movies anytime are you a megan watching these movies year-round big fan or are you a wendy are you brand new let us know totally all right, Miss Wendy, do you have a synopsis for us? I sure do. This comes from the official HallmarkChannel.com website. Taking a shot at love, Jenna, a former professional dancer, uses ballet to help a hockey player get back on the ice. Stars Alexa Pena Vega and Luke McFarlane. Did I say now, his last name right? <laughs> McFarlane. <laughs> yes, you got okay. to trust in yourself. You always know, doubt I, your pronunciation. I, uh, I do. That's like a super hang-up of mine. <laughs> now, this movie is set in Hartford, Connecticut, but it was filmed in Canada. It's actually set in the town of Avon, Connecticut, Megan. Well, the article I read said Hartford. <laughs> you don't remember, like, this, she, it's the Avon Winterfest ballet show or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the town of Avon because what I read, writer Julie Wolf actually lives in the town Avon, Connecticut, and wanted to get the town's small name to be heard in the public or whatever. I heard that too, and I apologize. It's the county is Hartford, and okay. Avon is the town. So we're both correct there. Um, you know, I believed that this movie was filmed in the winter. Well, I have a little bit of news on that, actually. All right. It was filmed during Thanksgiving. So during um, the week before and the week of Thanksgiving. So it was definitely cold in Canada that week. I believed that it was cold. cold. The skies yeah. were gray. Her jackets were more puffy than fashion. <laughs> 
They weren't the beautiful coats that uh, Candace Cameron wore. <laughs> yeah, they were function over form. <laughs> Two notes here. One, the fact that this movie was filmed in November and is now on the screen in January is blowing my mind. What is the turnaround time typically on these Hallmark movies? Is it that short? Well, a lot of the movies we were watching in December were filmed in August and September, and they're just churning those out, which is why you'll notice if you use the Hallmark movie checklist app, when they first launched their Countdown to Christmas movie listing, you know, if you look right now at the New Year New Movies lineup, only three of the five have actual images of the actors. Oh. And two have, like, stock photos. Oh. Like, one is, like, a really blown-out image of a candle, and one is a mug (laughs) in front of snow. Like, they have not even added in the official movie photos. So, I do think these are... What's the word I'm looking for? I think these are just constantly in production. I think the turnaround time is quick and it's so fast that they don't even have time to get the actual images up on the app. Wow, that's crazy. The same was true of Countdown to Christmas. If you opened the listing of Countdown to Christmas, there were many stock photos when they first launched and throughout the season, the images of the actors in the movies, the official images were added. So I think they're just flying by the seat of their pants. Wow, that's nuts. Okay, now listen to this note I also uh, found this morning. So actress Alexa Penavega was pregnant while shooting this movie. Ah, that makes so much sense because they gave her that big puffy jacket. Mm -hmm. But what doesn't make sense is she's always in dance clothes. She must not have been very pregnant. No, not very pregnant. Apparently, she's due sometime this summer. So I think she was. Okay. So she was not showing because she was in like leggings and leotards. Yes, but she had like a sweater wrap on in one of them. Uh, I mean, I don't think she was very pregnant, but still, I don't think she was like, um, she wasn't running around in like barely there leotards, you know? Yeah. Perhaps they filmed some of those dance scenes earlier on and then that like opening scene where she's in like the big flowy sweater is one of the later filmed scenes. Interesting. Well, fun fact about Luke McFarlane, he is a new United States citizen and voted in his first election last year. I saw on his Instagram this morning. Is he a Canadian? Yeah, I believe so. He's also a, he's also a twin. Oh, he has a twin sister and uh, he is well known for his appearance in many, many Hallmark movies. He's definitely a Hallmark movie dude. Well, I know he was also in the show Brothers and Sisters, though I don't remember who he played in that show. Um, I looked at his acting credits. He has like some shows outside of the Hallmark universe, but I can't, nothing that like, I was like, oh yeah, I remember him. But he's nice on the eyes. I don't know. I think he's a good actor. I thought both of the actors, the lead actors in this movie, were very pretty, very nice to look at. Um, Alexa Penavega is, I would say, best known for her Spy Kids appearances. Oh, Uh, I saw that she was in that, but who did she play in Spy Kids? A child. (laughs) Oh, I did not know that. (laughs) I'm going to have to go back and look. That's hilarious. Now, I do know that she is married to some musician from a band called Big Time Rush, which I don't know anything about. Oh, so Big Time Rush is a 
Disney Channel band, I think. Hold on. Big Time Rush is a Nickelodeon band. Excuse me. Ah. Um, so they were formed in 2009, and they starred in the television series Big Time Rush, signed a record deal with Nick Records simultaneously with the TV series, and then they were eventually signed to Columbia Records. Ah. So they kind of have yeah, that married. Ch- child star going on. Okay, hold on. I am looking up images from... Oh, my God. She was that kid in Spy Kids. Right? I mean, it was 2001, the first Spy Kids, which is 20 years ago. So, you know, if she was 10 or 12 at the time. But, yes, Spy Kids feels like it was, like, three years ago to me. That's blowing my mind. I actually thought she looks a little bit like um, Alyssa Milano. Oh, yeah. I think that's a fair comparison. And she's in several Hallmark-style style movies but i do think um she is perhaps best known for spy kids all right now overall first impression of this movie did you enjoy it yes i enjoyed it quite a bit as did i i found it very pleasant to watch and in fact normally i'm writing multiple notes about my problems with the movie and i don't have a lot of those i have a couple of things to say but i just found it really enjoyable to watch and i think it was also a really nice break from christmas content i think so too um so here's my question when we talked about the christmas movies and the first movie that came out in the countdown to christmas series you said was kind of a dud that they don't put like the big name big movies until closer to the christmas holiday now does the same apply for this kind of content the new year new movie content I would say no, because at this point, they're just trying to hold on to their Christmas viewership. They get a huge surge of viewers for the holidays, and I think it peters out. So I think at this point, they're trying to do whatever they can. I think a lot of their non-Christmas movies are great, and I don't think placement... I don't think it matters so much now that we're into January. I'll tell you, it was appointment TV for us again. My husband and I sat and watched it on the couch together. (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. I would stop and watch it again if I saw it on the guide. Yeah, I would too. I would have it on in the background. I enjoyed it. That it was very visually pleasing to watch. Mm -hmm. Her house was beautiful. Obviously, the people in it were beautiful. One thing I really liked is that the dancers in her dance studio were actually (gasps) dancing and they were enjoyable to watch. I liked that they showed, you know, all the way through the dance. It wasn't like they were just doing real close-ups on a dancer's face to give you the impression (laughs) that they were dancing, which I have something to say about the hockey, but... I really enjoyed that. And they showed their final dance performance. And sometimes that's the kind of thing that you'll just maybe see them like standing off stage or you'll see a couple little bits of it. But I really thought that they did a good job showing the dance and making it a part of the show. And if she's a dance teacher and the central part of the plot is this big dance performance, I thought it was great that they had them actually dancing in the movie. Okay, so with that said, let's talk about what we liked with a yeah. shot, taking a shot at love. So um, you like that the dancers were actually dancing. I really, really enjoyed that boy, Felix, who Me was too. a dancer. I thought he was a great dancer. I thought he was a good actor. And what I liked best 
is that he was passionate about dancing, but also really wanted to learn how to play, um, I almost said soccer. He almost, he really wanted to learn how to play hockey and that these adults rallied around him to, you know, show him he could do both. I loved it, loved it, loved it. I loved when Felix shows up for the first time and he recognizes Coop and... Ryan walks over to him. He's like, don't tell anybody you saw him. And Felix is like, why? What's wrong with dance? And I really like that he, you know, owned the fact that he liked dance in addition to liking hockey. And one thing I uh, was watching the Instagram review of a fellow Hallmark fan. Um, Her account is Hallmark's The Spot. And one thing she said was that There were points in the movie where I think we were supposed to believe that Luke McFarlane's character, Ryan Cooper, was a bit of a bad guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there were multiple scenes, and he couldn't commit to it. Like, he was just (laughs) such a good guy. There was no point at which you felt annoyed with him, because even in the moments where he was kind of supposed to be annoying, he turned it around (laughs) so quickly that you just couldn't help but like him. So I enjoyed that scene. Right. So, like, when he gets to Jenna's house and he mistakenly thinks yes. that's his uh, accommodations. You know, he did come off as a little put out when he had to go to like the guest house or whatever, but he was still likable. And that's what I enjoyed about his character. I agree. Talking about Ryan and his like bad boy persona, he was so nice to the kids. Like he was nice to the kids that were waiting for him outside the hockey rink, signing autographs. He was nice to the ballet kids. I just thought he was a super nice guy in general. I thought that they had a decent amount of chemistry between the two. What did you think about the chemistry between the two of them? I believed their chemistry. I enjoyed them. I was rooting for them as a couple. And What I liked is that they clearly had a connection throughout. And it wasn't the sort of movie where they're enemies throughout the movie Mm -hmm. and then they come together in the last five minutes. They clearly liked each other. They clearly enjoyed each other's company. And I like when the movies give us that glimpse because I don't believe it when you've got enemy, 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 enemy. Oh, we've got to wrap it up. All of a sudden we're in love. I (laughs) like that they showed us their chemistry and they showed us their connection. And of course, you know, they had roadblocks in their way, which I don't actually think were roadblocks at all, but we can talk about that later. But I feel like they built up their connection throughout the movie. Yeah, I was a little bit worried in the um, kind of beginning scenes when she was like annoyed with him or whatever. And I thought, oh, no, are we doing this? But I agree. They kind of like put that to the side and they had some cute banter. They really liked each other's company. They started hanging out together more. I believed it, (laughs) which then leads me to at the very end when he comes out to spoiler alert to Jenna's showcase and she come he comes out to like introduce her or the dance or whatever and i thought i really like this guy he's like humbled and charismatic i just loved him i loved him so much well my favorite line is when he shows up and before he goes on stage and he said you know i need to talk to you and she says i thought we said everything that needed to be said and he said we didn't say anything that needed to be said and i thought That was such a perfect call out of the fact that they never had a conversation about how easy it would have been for them to continue this relationship. You know, she just assumes that him going back to his hockey team means that everything is over. And he points out, A, hockey's not year round and B, 
know, I can travel. I can, you know, you don't, Connecticut and New York are not that far apart. So we can still continue this relationship. I loved that line. Yeah, me too. Okay, I have a couple few little scenes. They probably didn't mean anything to you, but they were so cute to me. One was when they went ice skating together. It was just the two of them. And I thought, oh, we're going to do a little ice dancing. Like... (laughs) And my favorite episode of Beverly Hills 90210, when Brandon meets the... Is she an ice skater? I don't remember. I think she's an ice skater and he plays hockey and they go and do a little time of your life out on the the ice rink. And I was like, this is it. This is what's happening. And it wasn't... They didn't do any ice dancing. They actually did a cute little like playing around and shooting pucks and stuff like that. Totally loved it. Totally thought that it was an adorable date. I also really liked that they talked about getting coffee in like their little town center or whatever, that there was coffee carts all over town center. And I was like, man, I really wish we had something like that, a little coffee cart action. Like I could just walk down to my local center and grab a coffee at a coffee cart and make me want to hang out. Do you remember that part at all? I do. I didn't feel that. I mean... There's coffee on every corner. I guess the cart part is. It's so much more charming. It is charming. That's the right word. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I know. But how much time do you spend just walking around, enjoying, like, seeing what there is to see? Which is not to say that we shouldn't. I just, I just don't. Well, you and I don't live in small towns, and I think if we lived in a small town that had like a one main street with no chain coffee places that sure if we lived in we, stars hollow or ex- Connecticut. exactly we would ha- my husband even said you want to start a coffee cart business and i was like <laughs> yes i do let's do my it my husband wants to move to a small town start an ice cream shop so you guys can run the coffee cart and we'll run the ice cream shop <laughs> and we'll just have our own hallmark movie i freaking love it let's do it okay one final scene that i thought was so adorable is when she took him to task on the air hockey game yes that was cute i liked that <laughs> i loved it i it just that that stuff just supported like the fun hangout banter relationship that they were building agree agree loved it, loved it. is there anything else that you liked about this movie i think that covers it okay i have one last thing <laughs> tell me The thing I don't love about the Christmas movies is, like, the holiday hijinks. This, there's no hijinks. No, there were no hijinks. I love it. I loved it. Yeah, it felt like real life. Yes. Like that opening scene where she's just, like, making coffee, and it's not a hot chocolate with 97 marshmallows, and it's not, right? It's just her life. Obviously, her life was... So you saw that Huga Farms sign? Did you catch Girl, it? Yeah. Yes, okay. I have something that I'm going to put in the digest moment. <laughs> okay. Well, I it's I bumped on it right in the very beginning and my in my brain I thought, "Oh, it's like a home goods. Like that's the kind of thing you would find at home goods." And I honestly <laughs> bet that that's where they found it in like a home decor. Like that's cute, right? And then yeah. she ties it back in. She's like, "Oh, it's actually my family's farm name." And I was like, No, it's not. But (laughs) I did like that, you know, it was just a very shot of real life, even though her friend comes in and is like, your life is like a coffee commercial. (laughs) I know. That was funny. Staring out the window in your cozy clothes. But yes, I appreciate that the holidays have been wiped from the movies. Yes. That's funny to hear you say that. I'm 
can appreciate that the holidays have been wiped from the movies. You know I am so done. 2020 holidays, bye. I just... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to a new segment for us. It's called Uh (laughs) Uh-Oh. So in this segment, we are just looking at the, the potential roadblocks to move the story forward. And the first one that I came up with was... We got Jenna, who lives in Connecticut, and Ryan, who is currently playing for the New York Rangers. Uh, They live in different states. But, uh uh-oh, can they not be in a relationship? Can they not be in a long-distance relationship? There are roads. Uh, I am rereading the Babysitter's Club series with my daughter. And for those in the know, the Babysitter's Club takes place in the fictional town of Stony Brook, Connecticut. And Stacy is from New York and often goes back to New York for her doctor appointments. And they drive there for the weekend. So even the casual Babysitter's Club reader knows that it is a quick drive. (laughs) Easy visit. I just, well, and here's the other thing too is like he plays for this professional team, fine, but he doesn't have to live in New York in the off season. He can come back to Avon, Connecticut and live with her there. He's traveling most of the time. Yeah, so. they don't even point out that he doesn't have to live there until the final scene of the right. movie. Oh, that was a little bit frustrating to me. Okay. I have another uh oh. Okay. There's a mysterious person taking video of Ryan as he's out on the ice. Uh oh, he gets called back to the team before Jenna's big dance finale. Yeah, well, I feel like they built that up to be this big nefarious thing, right? Like they show the guy filming and I was like, what's going to happen here? Because what's wrong with what he's doing, right? Mm -hmm. And then he gets called up and they can't even have a conversation where she says like, hey, I'll I'll call you. It's just over. Like she's done. Like the chemistry is gone. It's over. They're adult. This is my biggest complaint about movies like this is when They don't have the conversation that needs to be had. You know, okay, so we don't have it all figured out. I'll call you tomorrow. Like, hey, maybe we can get together this weekend. (laughs) To her, she's like, it's over. And that's why I do appreciate He was like, we didn't say anything that needed to be said. Yeah, totally. Okay, next, let's talk about things we wished were different about this movie. And I know you have a big list. So why don't you go first, Wendy? Okay. It's a big list, but it mostly has to do with Jenna's storyline. Yes. It was a little all over the place without much explanation. So first up, the studio competition. She's losing students to a competing studio. There's like some shady moms happening, but like that doesn't pan out to be like anything. What? The thing I didn't like about that was just that she was a bad businesswoman in that sense. I don't know a single dance studio that doesn't have a competitive team aspect to it. That's where they make their big money. Uh And you can still be the competitive dance teacher who teaches for the love of dance. You know, they did their performance in the end and those kids still enjoy dance. You can still instill the love of dance while also having the competition aspect. And also, if that's the one thing that's going to keep you in business, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You need to pivot if that's what's going to keep you in business. Absolutely. And I think she gets lucky here because she gets saved because she doesn't end up having to do that because she becomes like, oh, I'm going to be a sports rehabber, but is, or she's going to, you know, teach these classes for athletes, which, okay, fine. But really, if you 
think realistically, I'm going to teach a agility for athletes class in my dance studio. What, one a week? I mean, what's the demand for that really going to be? Is that going to be the one thing that saves your studio? Obviously, you can't be rehabbing athletes across the country who don't live anywhere near you. You still got to pivot. Yeah. Well, I think she thought, oh, I got this connection with my cousin who's a sports manager and now I can get all the athletes to come my way to be a cash cow for her. I don't know. It was just thought well thought out. I don't run a competitive studio, lady. Right. Get the money where the money is. Here's my other problem. She was having problems paying the rent at her studio. But her house is big and beautiful. (laughs) Right. And she's got this gorgeous barn out in the back where he Coop does tell her at one point, why don't you convert this to a studio back here? And she then goes off to talk about how they tried at one time to make it a cider tasting room, but it's too old and historic and blah, 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 whatever. Look, there are ways around this. She could have converted that barn into a studio. But my point is, She went on talking forever about her dad's dream to make this cider tasting area and the barn, which made me kind of believe, like, is she moving that way? Is she going to do that in the future? And then that just was like nothing. I did feel like the farm storyline was one that we didn't get enough information about. Uh, They kind of like threw it in every once in a while to give her a little bit of backstory, but I didn't fully understand. I was like, oh, wait, this is on farmland, but you live in the middle of a residential neighborhood. I didn't (laughs) fully understand what was going on there. Okay, and my final missed opportunity in the Jenna storyline. She never fully really tells the story about why she left the ballet company. It has something to do with like a relationship gone wrong with her boss. Like what? So she was right in a relationship with the lead guy who was in charge she gets injured and while she's out rehabbing they replace her and then he ends up in a relationship with the new prima ballerina so i mean that's kind of the whole story like is that why she was no longer of service to him he was over her is the way i understood it when she was out of the spotlight this woman (laughs) why is she hanging her hat on some dude aren't there a bunch of other ballet companies that you can i mean i don't know anything about ballet but isn't there another company you can go work for yeah i don't know maybe she felt disillusioned by the fact that they dropped her like a bad habit when she was injured and The interesting thing was her cousin in the very beginning, he's like, this is the same injury that you came back from. You made a comeback. But did she really actually ever make the comeback? She rehabbed and then opens a dance studio, which is fine. She's clearly good at her job and enjoys it very much. So everything else on my list falls into the category of did you see that? And I have some things to talk about. This is my most fun category that we do here on the recaps. I have quite a few. So let's see if we have some overlappers. Go ahead. Okay. My first is there's no way that's him in the opening (laughs) hockey scene because there's this guy who's beautifully skating down the ice and then the up close shots are like right in his face. (laughs) They found some bearded hockey player who resembled Luke McFarlane to do all of the hockey shots and then they got real tight on his face when it was time for him to speak. I do not believe that was him. They're like, Luke, sell it with your face that you're playing here out on the ice. (laughs) Um, And then later in the movie, when he takes Felix skating, 
he has the friend who's clearly a very good skater get out there and teach him and then he kind of like hops on the ice for a quick little lap when jenna gives him the all clear you're all clear go for it (laughs) i didn't believe i didn't believe that also i was like oh how convenient that he has to stay off the ice right now because he's not a good skater (laughs) okay so speaking of his character Mm -hmm. um so he plays for the new york rangers which is a real hockey team yeah and did you notice how much merch he wore throughout the entire movie? Now, listen, you know that we have a professional sports athlete in my family. Yes. Never have I seen this man wear anything from his team in 30 years. Well, Never. was uh, he being paid for it to be in a movie? Because I could imagine that if the Rangers sponsored this movie... I there must have been some sponsorship. Otherwise, they would have done like, you know, it's the polar bears because there, <laughs> there's, there's so much New York Rangers placement constantly. He constantly has a sweatshirt on or a jacket on and obviously the jersey. They mention the team name over and over again. I fully believe there was an exchange of funds. Yeah, there had to have been. Because in my experience with professional athletes, they want to keep everything on the down low. They don't want to be going to pick up a hot cider wearing their New York (laughs) hat or whatever. So next for me is, look, I know he's like a big fancy hockey player used to fancy accommodations, but I didn't believe when he showed up at Jenna's house that he assumed that the house was where he was staying. He had been told he was staying in a guest house. There's clearly... He's like, oh, that's a garage when she points out his mistake. It doesn't look like a garage. It looks like a guest house. Yeah. It's a, it's beautifully painted to match the house. The key is in the wrong place. He walks in. He's clearly in someone's home. I did not buy that for a second. And then she comes home and he's shocked that she's walked into his home. Didn't buy well, it. I have so many problems with that scene because, first of all, she tells him the key is under the pot, right? So when he gets to her home, she lift, he lifts up the mat and there's a key under the mat. Who on God's green earth leaves a key to your home under the mat right. at all times? <laughs> Maybe in Avon, Connecticut, you do. Yeah. If you guys are familiar with Avon, Connecticut, I want to know what the safety is there or like what's the crime there? Because if you can just leave your key under the mat for any old Joe to walk on in. Okay, but why wouldn't he have stayed in a hotel? That's what I didn't understand. The very beginning, in all caps, I wrote, why is he staying in her guest house? And why does she even have a guest house? Because all of these people, we saw the same thing in Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater. She has a guest house that she doesn't rent out, like she uses for her own studio. But you're telling me there's not a hotel in this town. There's not an Airbnb. He has to stay in the home of the beautiful ballet dancer. They did say that she rents it out during the summer or whatever. So it's like a perfect place for him to stay. But still, like a professional athlete is going to stay in a hotel with very nice accommodations. He's not staying in some ladies. Right. This is a professional garage. relationship. They're not going to, even though you know the cousin, they're still not going to have you stay in her home. No. You're, she's an employee. She's rehabbing you. The photo. Talk to me. I don't remember a photo. Hey, when they're in the barn, oh, he sees the photos of her and he goes, 
wait yes. a minute. As if all that of a sudden photo. he's just realizing that she was a ballerina, which he knew, whips out this photo he has on his phone, yeah. which there's like six people in it. It's not a giant group. And they just happen to be in a photo together. It didn't occur to him going to work with this ballerina. He's staying in her home. It's not until he sees a photo of her that it occurs to him, by the way, we've already met and we have a photo together that I'm carrying around on my phone with my ex-girlfriend in it. What is happening? I I said to my husband, I go, oh, he just so happens to pull that up on his phone. Like, how old is this photo? And how is it still on your phone? He would have, A, had to scroll forever to find that photo. <laughs> it was right at the beginning of his relationship with his ex. That was one of the most beautiful dances I've ever seen. Give me a break. I mean, no, it was not necessary to the story at all. Nope, didn't believe it. I agree. Okay, the other thing I didn't believe is that Jenna's ballet shoes were perfectly pristine pink. Every ballet dancer that I've ever seen, and my, one of my best friends growing up was a ballet dancer. Her shoes are a wreck. They are worn in. And so I was annoyed by like, there was no reality <laughs> in, sure. in the, in the uh, condition of her ballet shoes. Yes. How about the ice storm? Okay. So many thoughts on this ice storm. First of all, If you don't know, we live in Southern California. We have very few rainstorms, let alone ice storms. You might hail for 30 seconds. Yeah. But she the power goes out and she calls her friend in in this dangerous ice storm to come on over because it's game night. Like, do they live next door? Like, don't send your friends out to come over during this dangerous ice storm. But then they do come over and they're dry as a bone. They're, they're not wet at all. Well, and this, they wear, she, she says, are you okay to walk home? And they go, oh, yeah, we have our crampons. Which Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up because I said to my husband, I said, a what? A what is a crampon? The exact definition is a metal plate with spikes fixed to a boot for walking on ice or rock climbing. Now, I do not think, please, listeners from states where you have weather, correct me if I am wrong, but I do not think these are meant for walking down the street in an ice storm. They're for like rock climbing or mountain climbing, not like going to your friend's house for a game night. Did you know what a crampon was before they said it? I knew it was for mountain climbing. I couldn't, I, I, but I could not have given you the exact definition, but. Oh my God, that's it so says, funny. In a nutshell, a crampon is a type of spiky traction device that attaches to your footwear to help provide grip and stability while walking or climbing on ice and snow. Ice climbing, glacier crossing, and snow hiking. They all require crampons. I mean, these images, they're like heavy duty spikes. Just not for one second. It's like snow tires for your feet. Not for one <laughs> second do I believe that people wear them just to walk from house to house in an ice storm. I think you stay your ass home. Okay. And then it's okay for them to walk home. But she's like, you couldn't possibly walk across the yard. <laughs> Here's the okay, let us take this one step further. Would they have the crampons on their feet in her home or are they putting them on out on the porch in the weather? Like it makes no sense to me. Nope. You had mentioned earlier huga, mm. the Danish word for cozy. Mm-hmm. So you know that I am married to a Dane. Yes. And um 
we had a good laugh about it because she went on talking about how it's like a Danish. Her name is Jenna Wagner. Wagner is not a Danish name. Now, sure, the Danes could have been like on her mom's side and then she married a Wagner. But like, why not just make her a Nielsen or an Olsen or a whatever? Not Jenna Wagner. That is a great continuity question that I cannot answer for you. I don't think they thought that all the way through. <laughs> they didn't. They need to hire someone like me to uh, think I'm about I'm telling you what happened was they found the sign in a home goods. <laughs> they thought, this is perfect for one of our sets. And then they wrote the story backwards from that. I guarantee if the writers are listening, confirm my suspicion. I mean, their sign could have said live, laugh, love or whatever, you know, go after your passion or I don't, it is my mission to find this sign now. All right. My last comment, and you may have more, is about the diversity in this movie or perhaps the lack thereof. Okay. We discussed it in the Countdown to Christmas movies and some movies did a better job than others. And we have said that Hallmark appears to be trying although they are not there yet. And I would say this movie fails the diversity test. There is one friend of color. She has her best friend who is black, whose husband is even white and super duper white. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I would say this is a fail on the diversity scale. Yeah, I was a little disappointed that we didn't see any other people of color. The dancers are all white. The kids in the movie... All of his hockey teammates, although hockey is a real white sport, so yeah, that's true. But that's a fail for me. Yeah, hopefully we uh, see a little bit more diversity going forward. Not in the lead actors, I'll tell you that. No, not in the next five movies. Correct. That's for sure. I'm just going to end this one little note here in this uh, section of Did You See That? And it has to do with her friend's husband, the real white guy, Matt, that we were talking about. At one point, he says that he almost was drafted to the NHL, but he decided not to go that route because his dad died and he needed to help save the family business. Why are you not going then to the NHL and getting that NHL money to save your dad's business? Right. This is not his dad was a real estate. He's a real estate attorney. This is not a store that needs to be run. If Mm -hmm. the father passes away, he just stops being a real estate. There's no assets. I mean, perhaps he needs the income, but you're right. If it's the income that they need, go to the NHL. That is a storyline that did not hold up for me. And I feel like if they wanted it to be, I had to go into the family business, they needed a better storyline than real estate attorney. Right. But then on top of it, his wife was not aware of this because she said early on in the movie, like how she was really trying to get her husband to get to watch some hockey with her and this and that and whatever. And then it turns out that he was once almost a professional hockey player. And this is the reason why he can't watch hockey anymore, because it's too hard for him. Like she like what? Right. She doesn't make it sound like he has this history with hockey and that's why he doesn't watch it it's just like eh, he doesn't like it i'm the hockey fan in the house and it turns right. out no, he has quite the history and yes wait i got one more else. i okay, got one okay more. okay okay i'm sorry and i know this one is why you didn't even bring it up blows my mind but oh. when the power went out and they were falling asleep on the couch and they had a million candles burning oh. <laughs> you're falling asleep with a million candles yes romantic looking but not real 
Yeah, not safe. At all. So yeah, I was I apparently bothered more by that than you were. Well, I will admit that I was double screening this movie. So I was doing things on my phone while I was watching. So it's possible that I wasn't looking. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. All of that being said, let's rank this movie. Are we doing four stars? Are we sticking with our four stars? We are sticking to four stars. Best Hallmark movie we've ever seen is a four star for me, I have a really hard time rating this because I've only seen Christmas movies, so I don't know how to, like, place this. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I'll go first just to give you something to think about. So Okay. I think the only four-star movie we had was The Twelve Dates of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and I am, like you, hesitant to give a movie four stars because I haven't seen the rest of the New Year New movies. But for me, this is a solid three and a half stars. Great movie. Would absolutely watch again in spite of all of our complaints. Really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't find those things distracting while I was watching. They were just fun to note and discuss. Three and a half stars. I'm going to agree with you. All three right. and a half stars. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. You know what we love? We love a rating. We love a review. So before you go, click into your app, leave us a rating or review. It absolutely helps people find us and listen to our podcast. And next week, we will be discussing a New Year's resolution, which stars Amy Teagarden, which Wendy has just informed me is Julie Taylor from Friday Night Lights, all grown up. She's as cute as can be. I'm very much looking forward to that. And Michael Rady is the actor in that movie from Timeless and Unreal, which was a great show. I love um, that show. You can catch our regular episode of the podcast every Tuesday, and we'll be back with our thoughts on a New Year's resolution next Thursday. We'll see you all later. Bye. Bye.